Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast with evangelist Nick Zayner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at zaynerministries.com. Now, here's evangelist Nick. I believe that God is going to heal you right in your home. Maybe you don't need healing, but you're here to grow your faith in this area. We just went through the craziest times that the world has ever seen in the area of sickness and disease. And I believe that we're living in the moments where we need to build our faith. And that's why you're here in this area of divine healing. So grab some notes, grab, get your phone ready to take notes. And uh, if you like to write it down, write it down because this is going to help you. This is part two of seven things you need to know about divine healing. You need to know why you believe in healing, not just, oh, you know, God heals and I believe it. No, you need to know why and how and how to receive it, how to administer it. You need to know everything about it. So we're going to get into this tonight and it's going to be a powerful, powerful time. I see people from Bethlehem are on, people from Indiana and all these different places are tuning in tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. Now, I already did points one through four. If you missed it, you're going to have to go back on YouTube and watch that. Uh, You can still pick up where we are here tonight, but if you missed last week's, please go back. We have it archived. You can get points one through four. I'm not going to do any recap here tonight because I want to get into what God has here tonight. And so I'm going to start right off the get-go. It's going to be point number one for the night, but technically point number five of the seven things you need to know about divine healing. Number five is... Know the difference between God initiating healing supernaturally and man initiating healing through his faith. Now that's a mouthful, but in other words, you need to know the difference when it's God doing something in his sovereignty and man provoking the Lord to move through his faith. Now, uh, there's a passage in the Bible, John chapter 5, verses 1 through 15. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I will give you some parts of it. And you can type that in the comments for those who are tuning on a little bit late. John chapter 5, 1 through 15. Now, there was a a time in the Bible where they talked about an angel would come down and stir the waters up. And the first person who got into the water was healed instantly. Now, they call this the Pool of Bethesda. There was many, many sick people in that area who needed healing of all different ailments, everything. They knew that when that water began to stir, they rushed to get into that water because they knew that they would get healed. Now, there was a man there. He was paralyzed. Bible says that he would lay there and uh, he was paralyzed. But it goes on to say for 30, I'll just read to you, verse 5. One man there had been invalid for 38 years or paralyzed, couldn't walk. When Jesus saw him lying there, so Jesus is on the scene here, he realized that The man has spent a long time there in that condition. He asked him, do you want to get well? Now, Jesus is asking you right now tonight, do you want to get well? I hope the answer is yes. The question is not whether God wants to heal you. The question is whether you want to be healed. Many people say, well, the Lord, he'll heal me in his timing, or I'm just not sure if God really wants to heal me. Um, You know, he's trying to teach me a lesson. You need to go back and listen to the first part because we handled that. Sickness and disease is of the devil, and God is always willing to heal. It's a matter of just getting in line with what God is doing. But regardless, he goes on to say here, The man said, I have no one to help me into the pool when it is stirred. 
and, and uh, someone else gets in there before me, in other words, is what he's saying. Because I have no one to help me. I'm here alone. I'm paralyzed. I got to basically crawl. I can't use my legs. <laughs> I got to crawl to get in. And of course, someone else with a less uh, of an issue gets in before him. And so he's been there for so long because it's been like that. But Jesus looked at him and said, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And immediately the man was made well and he began to walk. Now, this situation here, first off, let's look at the pool first. Because we're talking about God initiating healing and then man initiating healing through his faith. Now, this is an example of God initiating healing uh, through a unique event. Now, there's no other recording in the Bible where something like this happened, but this was God's sovereignty moving where he wanted to use in a unique way, way, like an angel stirring up the waters, and people, when they got in, they got healed. Um, And so you can see here, this was a move of God. This was an act of God. This was the Lord stepping out and doing something because uh, he can, through the confines of his word, he's the Lord that healeth thee. That's he. That is who he is. He heals, but he did something unique. Now there was no faith on on, on the on the man uh, on the people there because the, it was faith. But in this in this instance, it was because they knew if they got in the water, they get healed. The faith ended at that point, and the God. If you notice um, that that man that day was the only one healed, when there were so many sick people around him. Why was that? Because this man recognized something different. Though he said, I have no man, Jesus was there. And he said, I am your man. And he was instantly healed. So, But I want you to look at this unique way that God moves. Now, let's put it into to New Testament, modern day form. Because those people sitting at the pool, they had, had an understanding. If I could just get in that water, I'll be healed. Because that was true. That's what was happening there. They saw it happen. But this is what happens in modern day, which God still does this. Thank God for it. But there's what's called the gifts of healings. Type that in, your, in the comments. Write that down. The gifts of healings, which is a supernatural manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. It's one of the nine. When God manifests through the Holy Spirit using His vessel, His minister, people get healed. Sometimes it's coupled with words of knowledge where they say, I, they say, uh, God is healing people right now with, with back pain. And because of that word of knowledge and that person, they get, they get healed because it's God's manifesting His, His presence and power in that situation. People get healed. Now, uh, a lot of times people, uh, they box God in a sense because God is initiating the healing through the gifts of the Spirit, which is amazing. I'm not downplaying it. They're, the, both of these things have their place and are very vital. God initiating and man initiating through his faith. So don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing one is greater than the other. However, there are some things that go on that people need to change the way they think. So for example, gifts of healings are moving. The power of God heals some people. And what happens is this is what's great about it. This is a pro to it is they start seeing people get healed by words of knowledge or the minister laying hands on them. They get instantly healed. And uh, you see that the faith begins to rise in the room. Faith begins to rise in the, in the congregation. And some people now have, uh, have a greater believing in the fact that they could be healed because they see others get healed. That's a lot of times why God initiates healing or He initiates anything. He's trying to provoke His people to trust and believe that He can actually do it. Now, that's a great pro. People get healed all the time. But one of the, one of the tough things about it is, and I, I don't want to call it a con because it's not really a con, but it, is, it does affect the way people think, is they think, and maybe you've thought this way before, 
you got healed before through a word of knowledge, through someone laying hands on you. Maybe the minister, you were just sitting in the service because I do this sometimes. God uses me in this way where I'm walking through the crowd and God shows me something about somebody. I call them out. I say, hey, you have this going on with you. This is wrong with you. I give them a word of prophecy, laying hands on them and boom, they get healed instantly or they fall out of the power. And so sometimes people think, well, that's how it has to happen every single time. When that's not really the case. That's just what God wanted to do in that moment. But then you have people running to service after service, to minister after minister, trying to, trying to get this same experience when really God wants you to receive your healing through you activating your faith, which is why we're teaching tonight. I don't want to get ahead of myself because that's in my next point. But God wants you to break that off of you. You need to come with an expectation when you go to a healing service that God is going to heal you. And I'm not saying that, that you should not expect to be healed. But you should not expect it to work exactly the same way every single time because God, 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 uh, if you come up with 10 ways on how God's going to do something, he will always come up with number 11. He will always find another way to do it. So you can't put God in a box that says, you know what, it has to happen this way or else uh, I'm not going to be healed. And I have a, uh, there's a great example of just in Texas. I was in Texas, right? We were praying, it was, or we were laying hands on every single person. It was the last night of revival. I saw this man in there. I, I clearly saw that he had a cane in his hand and he had a brace on his back. I could see it. It wasn't a word of knowledge or anything. And I'm ministering and God's having me call certain people out. And honestly, in my flesh and in my mind, I wanted to call this man out and pray for him to be healed. But I never felt an unction from God to do it. And so here I am praying for people. People are getting touched. People are getting healed. And uh, everything, but this man, I'm not. I don't feel led from the Lord. So we we line everybody up. We're praying for uh, something else at this point. And the man literally gets up. He's so provoked in his in his spirit that he came up and he said, "Hey, I had a man of God uh, uh, call me out one time in a service, and I had different things going on in my body, and I was totally healed instantly. And he was an evangelist just like you. But I believe that if you will lay hands on me today, I know that I will be healed." Because he, God did it before. Now, if I would have called him out and laid hands on him just like the, the previous evangelist, would he have gotten healed? He probably would have. But God wanted to take him from God initiating the healing to him provoking the healing through his faith. Everybody type, I provoke God through faith. Through my faith. Change it to through my faith. What, where do you get faith? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Uh, Kenneth E. Hagin said this, he said, our job is not to go around and convince everybody that divine healing uh, is actually still working today. Our job is just to go and preach the gospel. Why? Because when we preach God's word, when we preach the gospel, God is obligated to look over his word to perform it. See, if I'm going around trying to convince everybody that my ministry does X, Y, and Z, then it's all about me. But I'm, prov I'm provoking people through His Word, that He sent His Word to heal you. That what 1 Peter 2, verse 25 says, for you, or 24, that it says this, "...who Himself bore our sins on His own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed." So you have to have faith in God's Word, His stripes... By His stripes, you were already healed. Do you see what I'm saying? 
It's about His Word, not about my opinion. Stories are great. We need testimonies. A lot of time God uh, initiates healing through testimonies, through people's t- uh, uh, when they share about what they, He did in times past. But God wants to move you into you releasing your faith to receive your miracle. Everybody type, I'm releasing my faith. I'm releasing my faith. That's right. You're releasing your faith tonight to be healed in Jesus' name. And maybe you don't need healing, but you know somebody who does. You're going to release your faith that, that you, when you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Amen. So we need to break the box in our mind in this theology, or thinking, I should say, not theology, but this thinking that God has to do it the same way like He did last time. Many people, sadly, have died because they've sat around waiting on God to do what He's done in times past when He wants to, he, He's going to do it in a different way. He's going to, he, he wants you to get into his word. He wants you to know what his, the word says so that you can act upon his word. Now he'll still come and heal you. Many of you probably have been healed time after time after time in a, in a similar way. However, the Bible says that we should grow up into the maturity of the things of God. In other words, when you're born again, you're literally a, like a spirit, spiritual baby. Where you're on the nourishment of the milk, just like my little baby. He's he's drinking milk right now. <laughs> but eventually the day's gonna come when he's gonna get solid foods, and then eventually he's gonna be able to have solid meats and steaks and everything else. And he's he needs to grow up on and get off the milk. The same is for the believers. Amen. So this is why it's so important to understand when God initiates healing and when man does. Now, I want to say this: that when God does initiate healing. It is not something to be like, oh, you know, us to scoff at. No, you need to partake in that. When he gives you a word of knowledge to a man of God or the minister says, hey, I feel God is healing uh, cancer. And let's say you have cancer. You need to get up and get up there because God will literally heal you. There's an anointing for that. Never remove, remove this type of operation from your life. That when the preacher preaches and at the end of the service, after he already called out what's wrong with you and your situation and he gave an altar call and you didn't go, don't go up to him afterwards. Why? Because there was an anointing to be healed and there was a, God was manifesting his power and presence in that moment and you missed your moment. May you never miss another moment in Jesus' mighty name. Can you say amen? Now, let's look at man initiating healing through his or her faith. This is still point number five, but there's two parts to it. Now, God initiated his healing through the pool. When the angels stirred up the water, someone got in there and they got healed. Now, there was a woman in Mark chapter 5, verse 27 through 34. You can type that in the comments. I'm not going to read it word for word, but Mark chapter 5, 27 through 34. There's a woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. The Bible says that she went to every single doctor she possibly could go to, and she spent all the money that she had, and that she actually got worse than she did get better. Maybe that's you. Maybe you've gone to every single doctor in your area. Maybe you've gone to every single doctor in your state. Maybe you've even flown somewhere to another uh, state uh, in the United States, and they still couldn't heal you, and you spent all your money, and now you're where you're at. Now it's time to understand faith so you can release it. The Bible says that she heard about Jesus. So she heard the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Jesus is the word, the word made flesh. She probably heard testimonies about how people, uh, when Jesus touched them, that they were healed. She probably heard testimonies about how, how Jesus, when he touched the leper, 
and the leprosy, you weren't allowed to touch him. Otherwise, you would get it yourself. But the man instantly was healed and cleansed. She probably heard these stories. She heard about how Jesus was going from city to city, people getting healed, devils coming out. She, she heard this. So when she began to hear this, this is what she said. She kept saying this. The Bible says, New King James Version, If I only touch his garments, I will be healed. If she could only touch his garments, not even his physical hand, if she could just touch his clothes, she knew that she could be healed. That's man initiating healing through his or her faith. She knew that if I could just touch him. Now you're saying, well, that's great for her. She could literally physically touch Jesus, right? You're probably thinking that. But we can touch him through our faith in his word. See, if he said it, then that settles it. You can have what he said. How do I do that? You have to know what the Bible says. You have to receive it. By his stripes, you were already healed. You're not trying to be healed. You were healed. You received that free gift of healing, just like you received the free gift of salvation. If you can say with your mouth and believe in your heart, you'll have it. So you have to understand, if you, you can say out of your mouth, it, when I release my faith, and I thank God that I'm already healed. I know that as I, I, I know as I'm alive right now, if I'm sitting here, that I am already healed. Well, maybe you don't, well, brother, my, my symptoms don't feel any different. That doesn't, doesn't matter how you feel. It matters by what you believe. She believed if she could just touch the hem of his garment, she would be healed. If you say into this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, right? And you doubt not in your heart, but believe those things that you say, you'll have whatsoever you sayeth. So if you believe, I speak to this mountain of cancer, I command it to be removed in Jesus' name, I believe I've received my healing right now. And you believe that with all of your heart, watch how that cancer will disappear in Jesus' name. So this woman initiated her healing through faith. Do you know that this passage here shows us how faith uh, in healing and how to receive it, but it's really for every single area of your life? You have to act upon your, the Word of God and receive it, and it will be manifest in your life. In finances, in healing, in salvation, it's all the same. If you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you'll be saved. Confession, what you, what you say is what you believe. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Type that down in the comments. Out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth will speak. What's in your heart will come out. What you're believing, you'll eventually figure out how you really believe by what you say. How do I know people don't really believe in healing? Because they'll sit and tell me, brother, I know the Lord wants to heal me, but he'll heal me in his good time. Well, you don't truly believe that God can heal you right now and that its healing has already been paid for. It's already done. You actually believe that you're still waiting on something that's already been dealt with. So your believing's wrong. I don't even need to sit down with you for an hour to figure that out. I know it by your one confession. And that's why you're still not healed. So you got to change the way you think. Repentance means to change the way you think. Now, I'm going to keep moving on here. But you have to understand this. The message of faith is crucial because Jesus did not say, go into, I said this already, but he didn't say go into all the world and prove to people that divine healing is so. He said go into all the world and preach his gospel so he can confirm his word with signs following. See, healing is a byproduct of, of the preaching of the gospel, and it's a sign following those who believe. Do you get what I'm saying? Because the word, the word always carries the power in what is preached through God's word. So when you're talking about healing, there's always 
You can't talk about the stripes of Jesus and how the Bible says he is the Lord that healeth thee and that he, by you know his stripes, you were healed. You can't talk about how he sent his word and healed you of your diseases. And you start testifying about the woman with the issue of blood and blind Bartimaeus receiving his sight and, and so on and so forth. Uh, Lazarus being raised from the dead and, and uh, all these different people, the mute speaking, the, the man who was paralyzed, totally healed when his friends dropped him from the roof. You can't talk about these things. And not actually see God come and confirm His Word because He's bound to His Word. That's why we need to preach His Word more than we need to preach man's opinion. And I'm so glad that you're tuning in tonight because I'm doing my best to just give you His Word. Amen. Now, this is so important because if she could do it, you can do it. I want you to type that in the comments. If she can do it, you can do it. You can receive your healing tonight. You don't even need me to be there to lay hands on you. The Lord himself has sent his word and he will heal you right there in your home. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is the whole purpose of why we're even doing what we're doing. I, I'm not going on broadcasting every Thursday night just you know to do it. No, I want to get the word into you so that you can start seeing the supernatural in your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, every single area of your life. You can walk in wholeness. You can walk in divine healing. You can see miracles, signs, and wonders following you because you believe the word. You need the word. You need the word. Amen. So let's get it. That's point number five. I want to get into point number six. This is so important, folks. Many people have made this mistake, and I hope it has not been you. But tonight you're going to correct it because you're, if you're still living, that means God is still can still do something in your life. Amen. I don't care how bad off you are. The Bible, or this is the point right here before I get into what the Bible says. It says, healing is not always instant. Sometimes it's gradual. Don't miss this. Healing is not always instant. Sometimes it is gradual. Do I always contend, though, for healing to be instant when I'm, in my, when I'm delivering the word? Absolutely. Do, have I seen many people instantly healed? Yes, I have. Can you be instantly healed tonight? Yes, you can. But sometimes that it is gradual, and you can't let your faith go just because you, you feel the same way you feel after you get prayed for. So important, folks. So important, especially around Pentecostal circles, you better grab a hold of this because sometimes you get hands laid on you. You might have been, you might have had hands laid on you so many times. Right now, you literally have a bald spot with it's the imprint of a hand from your pastor laying hands on your head every single time you're there. You're basically bald. <laughs> but you need to understand this: that healing sometimes is gradual. You're trying to get something instant, and God can do it. But look, I have scriptural evidence of this. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 19. I am going to read this to you guys because this is very, very important. Luke 17, 11 through 19. The Bible says, while Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered one of the villages, he was met by 10 lepers. They stood at a distance and raised their voices shouting, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. When Jesus saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. Now, I want you to notice something. I didn't see this before, but I'm seeing it now. They stood at a distance. Now, why did they stand at a distance? We're at a distance right now. You're in your home. I'm in my home. We're at a distance. The Bible never tells us that they actually came up and he laid hands on them. I, didn't, I never saw this before. 
This is a side note. This is Holy Ghost right now. And he said, all Jesus said was, from a distance, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. Why? Because that was what they were supposed to do when they were cleansed in Old Testament. Because Jesus had not yet died. He was not yet resurrected. So he, they needed to go fulfill what their duty was. But they, he basically said, go show yourself to the priests. And then it says, and as they were on their way, they were cleansed. So the moment he spoke that and said to them, were they still leprous by look, by feeling? They were. They still looked like lepers. They still had the, the, they probably could still feel the leprosy, but they just obeyed what Jesus said to do. And as they were on their way, they were literally cleansed of their leprosy. And it goes on to say, when one of them saw he was healed, he came back pra praising God in a loud voice. He fell down at Jesus' feet, giving him thanksgiving. This is just one of them. He was a Samaritan, so he was outside of the, those who are full-blown Jews. Jesus, look what he said. He didn't say, oh, man, I'm so happy for you. He didn't say, he didn't say uh, man, praise God, 10% were healed. No, he said, we're not all 10 cleansed. We're not all 100% of you guys healed. <laughs> why, why we need to see 100% of the people healed. I believe we're going to come to the day. This is a side thing. This is, this is the Lord. But I believe we're going to see the day when everybody who comes to church to be healed leaves church healed. Can you say amen? Come on, can you shout hallelujah in the comments? I believe we're going to see that day. We will. They saw glimpses of it in the 1950s when they packed out the tents. Oral Roberts, A.A. Allen, they packed out the tents. There were services where they saw 90% of the people healed. The 95% of the people healed. But the day is coming just like it was with Moses. when Before they left Egypt, not one was weak or feeble among them. Over a million people, 100% healed, able to walk on their own, able to take care of themselves. Not one was weak or feeble or sick among them. Can you say amen? That's where we're headed. But look what Jesus said. We're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? And only then one came back. And then he said, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. See, this, this man believed. They all, they all were healed. But this man came back to thank the Lord. And one of the things you got to understand is, is as they went, they were healed. Doesn't tell us how long. What, you know, there's, a, there's a story Kenneth E. Hagin shares this testimony here. Grab a hold of this. Healing is not always instant. Sometimes it's gradual. Kenneth E. Hagin held a service, and there was a woman who came in, and often he would preach on healing. And uh, he, would, he uh, had this woman come up, and she just had a, a stroke. And when she had this stroke, it caused part of her body to be uh, totally uh, paralyzed. One of her legs and one of her arms were basically paralyzed. And she had to use a crutch to get around so she could drag it, drag her foot along and she could walk if she had a crutch. But outside of that, she couldn't do anything with it. So when she came and she got prayer, she got in line and she got prayer after the, he preached. See, sometimes we want prayer before we hear the word. We need to sit down and listen to the word first and then you'll have faith to be healed. Jesus went around teaching, preaching and demonstrating. Notice many times Jesus sat down to teach first before he healed anybody because he understood faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I believe that's a big error in the church, in my opinion, that people rush into trying to 
make something happen because they feel what the Lord is going to do in the service. But if they would just pause and take a minute and preach the word first and give people time to let their faith rise up to the point they can be healed, they would be healed. Amen. So he preached, he taught. Here's this woman. He prays for her. The power of God hits her. She falls down. She falls out. Ushers catch her. She's down on the ground. But as soon as she got up, she didn't feel healed. She was still paralyzed in her arm and leg. She felt just as bad as she felt, but something on the inside of her grabbed a hold of it by faith. And she's like, I am healed. I know I don't feel healed. I know I don't look healed, but I am healed. And just like these lepers, he tells the story. She got up, left, got in her car. Someone took her home. She got two blocks from the church. And suddenly the power of God hit her and a warm glow came upon her. And she was instantly healed right there in her vehicle. Now, was she instantly healed when he prayed for her? It didn't look like it. She wasn't. But the healing process already started. See, the process begins when, when hands are laid upon you or you receive that word spoken. You can be healed right in. You don't have to wait on the man of God to, pre, to lay hands on you. You can receive it by the word spoken uh, to you as they're preaching. And you can be healed. But many people give up their healing and they say, well, I guess I'm not healed. Because they didn't get it instantly. No, you receive it. I'm healed. And she was totally healed. Two blocks later. What a great story. John G. Lake, he says, this is a great man of God in South Africa. Called from America. And he was sent over there as a missionary. And he healed over 100,000 people. He saw healed and not only healed, but documentedly healed. Like doctors proved through documentation that they no longer had what they had. Now that's results. I believe I want to see those results. That I'll see doctors' reports that reverse everything that's on God's people. Can you say amen? Now, he said this. This is, it. This is not what necessary. I'm not saying this is what the Bible says. This is his quote that he said. John G. Lake. He said, sometimes instant healings are a curse because people get healed they go away and they forget God. I want you to think about that for a second. There's, there's some truth to that. They go away, they just forget God. They receive their healing. But he believed that people who are gradually healed can see that they get better and better as they walk in God and that knowledge becomes, becomes of invaluable wealth to them. The knowledge of what? What the Bible says about healing. That as they continue to walk with God and trust Him, they saw the gradual healing take place and it's like a trust with God was built that you can't convince them that healing is not for today because they saw it. They walked it out. They saw they were at the brink of death and literally because they believed it and they received the message, they may not have got instantly healed in that prayer line, but they did not let their healing go. And as they continued to walk, they were healed and now you can't convince them otherwise. That's a powerful quote. Now, just a quick recap. Healing's not always instant. Sometimes it's gradual. Never forget that. Always come with an expectation that you're going to get healed instantly. But if it doesn't instantly manifest, never let go of the fact that healing has already begun in your body and that you were already healed 2,000 years ago. And you're going to see it fully manifested because God will, will see to it that He will finish the work in which He started in you. Never forget that. Never forget that. Now, another side note. Another side note. This just came to my spirit. 
There was a man of God who uh, he, he said he had a, a mentor of his and he would pray for the sick. And a lot of times he would pray for the sick in masses because he had big groups of people. Now he would say this, he would say, how many of you were 100% healed and they would raise their hand? Now there was a good amount of people who would raise their hand, but there was some people in the crowd who they felt better they had less pain. The healing started, but they did not raise their hand because they were not healed. Then the mentor told him, hey, don't say how many of you guys have 100% healing. How many of you guys feel like you're at 80% healed and let the hands go up? Because then faith begins to activate to see that gradual healing fully manifest into the 100%. Because now more hands are going up because God did start the healing. If you had a 10 out of 10 pain sitting in front of me right now and I prayed for you, and you believe the word of God that says, by his stripes you were healed. If we lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. And it goes from a 10 down to even a, a 5. 10 is like horrible. You're screaming. And it goes down. Then praise God. You know the healing has started just by, by prayer. Then you pray again. It goes down to 2. Then you pray again. It goes down to 0. I've, done, I've seen that time after time after time on the streets. When I'm talking to somebody <coughs> that has, knows nothing about healing. They know nothing about anything that I'm talking to you, but God, He starts the process. It's like faith begins to rise in them because they saw, oh, whoa, I'm better now. Can you? And then I pray again. I'm even better than I was before. Let me pray one more time. God's going to finish the work. And they get healed again, 100%. And so that just was quickened in my spirit. If God started it, He'll finish it. Sometimes it's gradual, amen? But let's get into point number seven here. Very, very important. Very, very important. And uh, you might have to update the promo on there. I forgot to do that before we started on uh, the book we're going to give away. So you can get that ready for the very end. But it's going to be the, the one on healing. That uh, It's not going to be the Holy Spirit one. It's going to be the one on healing. But um, number seven, God's method of healing is spiritual. T write that down. Type it in the comments. God's method of healing is spiritual. And if you're not careful, it can be lost. It can be lost if you're not careful. This needs to be taught because many people come. We, they, we have a service. I do healing school now annually in the Lehigh Valley. This will be our third time in May. And we'll, we'll have a promo eventually to show you guys that. And uh, it's going to be the first week of May. I see people asking in the comments. First week of May. Last day of April. First week of May. And uh, anyways, they come. They get healed. And we do our best to teach them this because if you're not careful, it can be lost. Because it, it's a spiritual... God doesn't heal through your mind. God doesn't heal through physical. Like doctors, God heals through spirit. Greater is He that is in you than he who is in the world. The Bible says that the same resurrection power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. So it's that power resonating and in, uh, in being released. But... You have to understand that God is spirit. God is not a man. <laughs> Jesus came in the likeness of a man. Jesus was a man. But God is spirit. He gave His life for, and shed His blood for us, for mankind to be saved and to be healed. Amen. So healing can be lost. There was a man who came to a service and he had an issue for 25 years. 25 years he was plagued with this issue. And it was a healing service, and he was totally healed, delivered. 
and totally set free from his pain in his body. For 25 years, this thing plagued him. I mean, he basically lived with it. And so he was totally healed, pain-free. One month goes by, he's pain-free. Three months go by, he's pain-free. Five months go by, he's still pain-free. From something that lasted for 25 years. So at that point, you know you're healed. But eight months went by, and then now a symptom tried to return and reappeared. And then in his, in his thought, in his thinking, and in his believing, he reverted back and he said, well, I guess I wasn't healed. But he's been healed for eight months. It's not the fact that if something reoccurs that you were not healed, because some people believe that if God heals me, then it's 100% dealt with and it'll never, ever come back. But there's a devil out there who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, he'll come back with false signs, false symptoms. He'll try to put it back on you because he's the author of sickness and disease. He, Jesus Christ came. He was anointed by the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, healings of God, sickness and diseases of the devil. <laughs> and so he tries to put it back on them, right? And so instead of the man saying, no, this ain't right. This, I was healed eight months ago. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. This, I command this to go in Jesus' name, never to return. He gave power back to the enemy and said, well, I guess I wasn't healed. And so he came back to the man of God who prayed for him. And he said, hey, brother, <coughs> I thought I was healed. If God healed me, then uh, I should have never dealt with it again. But here it is eight months later. And then he looked at him and said, so you're telling me for something that you had issues with for 25 years? For eight months, you were totally healed? <coughs> and he said, yeah, I was. And he said, the problem isn't with God. The problem is with you. You gave the authority back to the devil to come back on you. So you have to realize this, that you must resist the devil and he will flee. James 4 verse 7 says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. P.C. Nelson, a great the theologian, said this, most people lose their healing over a counterattack than any one thing. In other words, they get healed, and then a counterattack from the enemy comes in, and then they totally lose their healing. May this not be your story in Jesus' name. <laughs> Maybe this has happened to you. Maybe you have given the power back to the devil. Well, today is the day we're going to pray here in a minute, and you're going to be totally healed in Jesus' name, and from this day forward, you're going to resist the devil. Because you must understand healing can be lost, but it can also be kept. Type that in the comments. Healing can be kept, but it's called the good fight of faith. You got to fight the good fight of faith sometimes. You got to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You know, one last testimony is <coughs> my grandmother was totally healed in her heart. She had an issue in her heart. Uh, they told her she was going to always have it, probably die early, and she refused. She refused to allow that to take her out. She began to resist the devil and she was totally healed. And you know, the devil tried to come back and put that back on her. But she said, no devil, I was already healed and by his stripes I'm healed and you have to go in Jesus' name. I resist you and I submit myself to God. And she totally says, stayed free. She's, she's still alive today. Outlived the doctors, outlived the reports. Why? Because you resisted the devil and he'll flee. Amen. Hallelujah. So you must, anything in the Bible that is contrary to God's word, you must resist. You must resist fear. You must resist doubt. You must resist sickness and disease. There is no exception. You must resist it. This is the problem. Some people say, oh, 
you know, the flu, it's flu season, you know, oh, it's flu season. And they say, you know what? The symptom arises and they say, oh, oh, I knew it. I knew I'd get it. Yep, I got it. I got it. It's flu season. That's okay. Everybody gets it. Just pray for me. No, don't ever let that come out of your mouth. Don't ever say, oh, you know, I, I knew I would get it. It's not yours. Sickness and disease, all of it is from the devil. That's the devil's. Have a return to sender back to the devil in Jesus' name. And that's all we're going to do. We're going to pray right now. We're going to pray that we're going to return this right back to the devil where it belongs, where that sickness and disease will be under your feet in Jesus' name. So right where you're at, I want you just to lift your hands. If you need healing, lift your hands. If you have pain in your body, try to put a hand where your pain is. If you don't need healing, but you want to receive an impartation for the healing power of God to flow through your life, lift your hands right now. We're going to pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus for those who are watching this right now. Lord, you said in your word that you would confirm your word preached with signs and wonders following. Lord, we've just presented your word and I expect results. I speak to these people's bodies who's watching this right now live and those who will watch in the replay. I command all sickness and disease to die in Jesus' name. Every cell that was uh, formed as in the form of cancer or any type of uh, messed up way it's starting to deform and mutate, I curse it in the name of Jesus right now. I command it be, to be dissolved in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, right now. For people's eyes to be totally opened in Jesus' name. Ears, I command you to open in the name of Jesus. All this form of deterioration on the older people that you said, oh, you know, it's just part of me getting old. I curse that in Jesus' name. I command it to be reversed. May you hear better in your 80s and 90s than you did when you were 20 in Jesus' name. May you see better when you're, when you're older in Jesus' name. I curse deterioration right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for pain leaving people's backs. I command spines to straighten in Jesus' name. I command vertebrae to be whole. Brand new discs right now in the name of Jesus. Receive that right now. Brand new discs. I command pain in people's necks to be totally healed right now. Begin to move it around if that's you. Move your neck. Move your back where you have pain. Right now, pain goes in Jesus' name. We curse it right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Begin to thank Him in your home. Lift up your hands. Thank the Lord. He's healing your body. Thank the Lord that He's restoring your body to, to, to your youth. He'll renew your, your body like the youth of an eagle. He'll renew you. He's renewing people right now. I feel that in my spirit. He's renewing people's youth. He's renewing your strength. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, that you will bring this back to the remembrance that when the devil tries to come back, that they will rise up, they will resist the devil, and he will flee as they submit to you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I see in the comments people are getting touched, people are getting healed. Praise God. Send your testimony in. Type it in the comments. We want to see what God has done tonight. Type your testimony in the comments. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Everybody type in the comments, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Because you are healed in Jesus' name. You're not trying to be healed. You are healed. And I want to encourage you guys, just what I just taught. For some of you, maybe you say, well, I still feel it. Or I don't feel any different. Remember the ten lepers. 
I guarantee as you turn this off, you get ready to get into bed, you lay down, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, the pain's gone. Or you wake up in the morning like our one sister who told me last Sunday. She's like, I woke up, she said, I felt no different after you prayed last night on that broadcast, but I woke up in the morning and I was totally pain-free and delivered. That's your story in Jesus' name. And you're going to keep your healing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see it in the comments. I want to give you guys an opportunity to sow a seed here today into the kingdom of God. The Bible says that when you give, you shall receive, pressed down, shaken together, running over. The Bible also says that not to muzzle an ox. He's worthy to be fed. And uh, so we want to give you a chance to sow into the kingdom. We're going after souls. We're going after the things of God. And uh, we're going to plunder hell and populate heaven. So there's different ways you can give up on the screen right now. You can give by texting, give ZMI to the phone number there on the screen, or you can give through Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, all the different ways to give uh, through electronic. You can go to our website, zanerministry.com slash give, or you can send us a check in the mail. We still just make it out to Zaner Ministries, P.O. Box 125, Copley, PA 18037. And I want to encourage you today, we're believing God for 100 blessed partners. If you feel led of God, to be a, one of those 100 partners sowing any amount, then I want to encourage you to sign up today by going to our website, zanerministries.com slash partner, or you can go to zanerministries.com slash give. It's all there, and you can see the different things we do. Just to encourage you today in your giving, you are helping us feed 500 people this month. We partner with Feed the Hungry out of South Bend, Indiana, and we feed a 500 people every single month. And your seed is going towards not only people spiritually getting fed and people spiritually getting saved, but we're actually physically helping people get fed all around the world. And your seed is helping us do that. Thank you so much for being a part of that. And anybody who gives specifically is going to receive this book. It's called uh, How to Keep Your Healing by Kenneth E. Hagan. Any amount you give, we want to send you this book. I don't just want to talk about it and then say, hope you, hope you do well and come back. No, this book will help you. It will remind you and it will teach you how to keep your healing so that the next time you get, pray, you get prayed for or you receive your healing, you don't have to give it up to the devil again, that you're going to reinforce it with his word and through, through proper teaching and you're going to keep your healing. That's for anybody who gives. And you got to go to zanerministries.com slash offer. Fill out the form so I know where to send it because I can't just put it in a little glass bottle and go to the ocean and just put it out there and hope it arrives at your house. i got to know where I'm sending this thing. So make sure you fill out the form and we'll get it there for you. And uh, I personally want to say thank you. My wife says thank you. We're very appreciative of everybody who partners with us, who gives. And uh, you are such a blessing to us into uh, the ministry of God. And uh, we're going to be in a couple different places. And I want you guys to pray with us about it. We're going to be in Cutstown, March 5th, with Pastor Saul Hicks. It's going to be a powerful uh, morning and night service. Come out. If you're local and you go to your local church, because I know a lot of people watching, you go to Central. That's amazing. Go to Central in the morning, but at nighttime, uh you might want to go to Central again because I know they're having a service. But you can come out to see me <laughs> in Cutstown, and it's going to be a powerful time. And then Jameson at New Beginnings Church, we're going to be there with Pastor Ben Rivera, Sunday morning, Sunday night. 
Come on out Sunday night. That's not too far from the Lehigh Valley. You can be there as well. And then uh, we're going to Pittsburgh. And we're going to be there for five services, four nights. It's going to be a powerful time. And uh, we're super excited. This weekend, we don't have the graphic. But uh, at last minute, we are going to be going to South Bend, Indiana. And uh, we will be there actually this Sunday. So be ready. Uh, If you're in South Bend, it's going to be a great time. We're super excited to be with Pastor Mark. And uh, it's going to be an amazing, amazing time. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you guys blessed through this teaching tonight? Just type in the comments, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I think that's all the graphics. Hallelujah. Amen. One last thing before I close out in prayer. Subscribe to YouTube. We are pushing everybody to our YouTube channel. We want to, we want to reach this generation through uh, media, and the way to do it is through YouTube. And so please subscribe. You can see the little bell. Hit the bell so you never miss it. You can see the button to subscribe. Hit the like button. It helps us push our video up and helps us get more traction. And uh, you'll see a lot more stuff from us being posted on YouTube. And uh, we're doing everything we can to reach our generation before it's eternally too late. I want to pray with you guys before we go. Father, I thank you, Lord, for every single person who's tuned in tonight and who will watch this in the future. Bless them. Increase them, multiply them in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, I love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you next Thursday at 9 p.m. Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We are asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to zanerministries.com and click the Give Now button to become a monthly covenant partner today.